The Beckers team is excited to be making our return to in-person events this fall. Join us in September for Beckers Hospital Review 6th Annual Health IT and Revenue Cycle Conference. We have opportunities to attend the in-person program in Chicago and also to join us virtually from the comfort of your own home. For information about registering and to find out if you are eligible to attend free of charge, reach out to us at registration at beckershealthcare.com. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to get to visit with Dr. Mark Greenewald. Dr. Greenewald holds two big titles at Carillion Clinic. He's going to talk about those today. He's both an associate dean and also the chair of the, or the medical director for the Institute for Leadership Effectiveness. He's also the creator of the Peer RX Med Program. We're going to talk about all these things today. Dr. Greenwald, can you take a moment? Introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your work at Carillion and with the PureXM Med program. Sure. Thank you, Scott. So my work with Carillion involves a lot to do with both physician and non-physician leadership development, as well as both individual and care team well-being, which is where I focus a lot of my energies, both within the Department of Family and Community Medicine here, as well as within the larger organization within Carillion Clinic. I also serve in a in a formal role as the medical director for our new Institute for Leadership Effectiveness, which we formed about a year ago. And the purpose of that was to bring together the work that we were doing both on the non-clinician and clinician side around leadership development and bring that all under one umbrella. And that's how the leaders, the Institute for Leadership Effectiveness or ILE was born. And and, and Dr. Grinald, are there a couple lessons on leadership? that you've taken out of your various different roles and that you think about? Absolutely. So one of the big lessons that I've taken out is the importance of bringing together clinician and non-clinician leaders to both socialize around their work together, um, but also to make sure that they're complementing and really being able to most effectively collaborate with each other. And we discovered that we can best do that by making sure that they're together in terms of, of their development as they're developing as leaders. So we spend a lot of time now looking not only at individual development, particularly focusing on things like emotional intelligence, which is enormous, and the need for that uh, within the both clinician and non-clinician space is, is vital for effectiveness as leaders, uh, but then bringing them together as, as leadership dyad partners to help them understand expectations that they have for each other, help them negotiate those expectations, and to really become most effective in terms of complementing the roles that they do with each other. We also emphasize a lot about um, how, we can, how we can encourage individual well-being, uh, and particularly for leaders, how leaders can be watching out for their own well-being, but then also watching out for the well-being of their teams by keeping their fingers on the pulse of what are the, the pain points or stressors that their teams are undergoing, and then being able to address those in a very systematic way. And, and take one moment on Vice President of Academic Affairs and, and Vice Chair for Academic Affairs, talk for a moment about what that role is in medical education today and any thoughts on medical education is great, but it seems so long and daunting, and we need more doctors and clinicians. Talk for a moment about medical education and your role as Vice Chair of Academic Affairs. So my, my role focuses across the whole field or the whole spectrum of medical education, from undergraduate education, where I help to oversee our clerkships, 
uh, and our clerkship director, who who is somebody who I work with very closely in terms of helping to encourage students to either become interested in or at least better understand primary care, which is the world that, that I live in in that space. And then we, I help to work with our residents uh, and making sure that they're getting the appropriate training that they need to go out and be effective in the world. And then also working with our practicing clinicians to help them stay up to date on what's going on, as well as to make sure that they're optimally effective in their roles as well. And so that spans from making sure that the, the, the educational content is appropriate for them, but then also making sure that we're helping them understand the technology that's involved, making sure that they understand what's going on in terms of all the issues within healthcare and how that translates down to them in terms of frontline care, whether that be value-based care, whether that be in terms of changes in insurance, uh, whether that be what's happening with electronic health records and, and telehealth and virtual care and all those types of things. So all those are things that, that I help to attend to with our leadership team to make sure that we're really advancing um, all of those areas to keep up with everything that's going on in the world of healthcare, which, as you know, is changing rapidly. It, it, absolutely. And, and in education and academic affairs, so much of hybrid learning, hybrid teaching, how to work with patients in a hybrid way, and so many evolutions and changes going on. Talk for a moment, Dr. Greenwald, about about PeerRx and, and what that is. Talk to us about that program and, and why that became so important. So one of the things that we've noticed over the years within healthcare is that clinicians more and more are becoming isolated from each other. That's the result of both being um, not everybody coming to the hospital in the first place, but then also the electronic health record, which allows us wonderfully to communicate um, asynchronously with each other, but it prevents clinicians from gathering together like they did, if you will, in the old days when there was a doctor's lounge and when they so when they gathered down there to uh, do their medical records and things like that, realizing that that was happening and there was just a sense of more and more isolation and disconnection among clinicians. The PRX program was created to help connect clinicians to each other as peers and their peer support programs where something will happen to a specific clinician and there will be another peer who can come alongside and support them. Very important to have structures like that in place. PRX is the next level of that. And so it says you don't need to have a problem in order to have an outreach and to have a, a, a PRX partner or buddy traveling the journey with you. It's a way for you to make sure that uh, on a daily basis, as you navigate the challenges of healthcare, you have somebody else who can come alongside you because you've developed a relationship with them and you can together help navigate all that's going on right now. And hopefully in the process of doing that, both encourage and help support each other. I believe that in doing that, we're going to be able to prevent a lot of the distress that's happening right now for clinicians and support them as they try to navigate through the various things that they're dealing with. Fantastic. And you touch a number of different things, Mark. What, what are you most excited about and focused on this year? I mean, you've got three or so different big roles. I know they converge and tie into each other. There's a lot of synergies, but, but it's a lot. What are you most excited about and most focused on when you look at this year? I think in the upcoming year, two things that are going to be really vital. How do we help leaders adapt to all the various changes that are happening right now? 
within healthcare in order to continue to raise their game and make sure that their teams are staying up with what's going on. So that leadership development piece. And then the second piece, which really complements that, which is how do we make sure that no one is leading alone? And so they're connected with other leaders to help support each other, just like with the PRX Med program, we want clinicians to make sure no one is caring alone. So I think those are gonna be the big pieces for me in this coming year is is really focusing on leaders and focusing on clinicians and helping them both make sure that they are as healthy as possible to navigate the many changes that we've just experienced and that we still have coming. And, and, and take a moment on this, this loneliness of leadership through the years that gets talked about more or less, you know, as, as to how sometimes isolated leaders can be and how isolated physicians could be. And, and that's part of what the peer review counseling is about. But talk about the isolation of leaders. Do you see more of that today? I always find it fascinating because I work with a lot of leaders and they enjoy so much the peer discussions with their other leaders. And you would think that they're so overwhelmed with these types of things that they might not enjoy it as much as they do, but they really do. Is there a real need for that amongst leaders? Is there a lot of isolation amongst leaders? Oh, I think that, that there is a need, particularly because within an organization, as one ascends in leadership, there are less and less people within the organization that I think many leaders feel comfortable being totally candid with, being able to just just relax and to say, here's some things I'm really struggling with right now. I think that's certainly the case for physicians who serve in leadership roles because we're socialized in general to never show that we have struggles or doubts about anything. And so the ability to have somebody else who understands your role, who you respect and trust, who you can really just talk to about anything that's going on and be able to both seek advice, um, seek input, and to give advice, I think is going to be vital. And I think a lot of leaders are starting to understand that, and they're reaching out beyond their organizations to other networks that they're involved with, and, and selectively, I think, finding kindred spirits who they feel like they can travel the leadership journey with. And I, I think that is just vital going forward. There's nothing more discouraging to me than a leader who's in isolation, um, because not only is that not healthy for them, but, but often they won't make the wisest decisions because they don't have someone else to bounce things off of. And, and, and talk about this for a moment. Carillion Clinic, you spent a good deal of your career there. You were there, you left, you came back. Carillion Clinic's done this remarkable job of sort of fostering these types of initiatives whether around resilience, leadership, burnout, isolation, and so forth. Can you take a moment and comment on that culture that has enabled or pushed Carillion to encourage all these types of initiatives and efforts? I think Carillion is really an organization that's constantly looking to improve. And, and in doing that, one of the, the beauties of an organization that is, is not so large that it's lost in many ways, the connection and community feel that it has is that there's a lot of outreach to say what is going on within the organization, how can we do this better, and then and then a response to that. So the leadership is very connected to what's happening on the front line of of, of those who are providing care and making sure that 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 connection stays healthy and and really that the communication piece, that things are heard that need to be heard. So Carillion is also always looking to be innovative. And at the same time, it really wants to be a leader in, this, in, in the healthcare space. And so it's looking as to what others are doing and seeing what we can learn from them as well. So it's both of those that I think becomes important, both being innovative in terms of our own space 
being innovative in terms of our own context, but also making sure that we're learning from others out there so we don't have to reinvent things. Fantastic. No, we've watched it really you know, over a long period of time. We're really impressed by it. And Dr. Greenwald, what a pleasure to visit with you. You've got this hidden A in your name between Green and Wall, which is so unusual. But besides <laughs> that, it's just a magnificent pleasure to visit with you. And it's always it's always fascinating me to hear the different initiatives going out at different systems, and obviously particularly at Carillion, it's 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 really impressive. And, and thank you for taking the time to share some of it with us today. Scott, thank you. I really appreciate your time and appreciate everything you're doing.